Hi everyone, my name is Amber Hagen and I am a second semester graduate student here at MSU studying speech language pathology. I graduated last May from the University of Northern Iowa where I was a part of basic and all of this fun stuff that we get to do every Thursday night back home. Um, and when I decided to move, Carter and Sarah approached me and they were like, hey, would you be interested in leading a life group up there and like starting a basic? I said yes, and now here we are. It's our first basic in Mankato, and I'm so excited as well as everyone else that came back from back home. Um, but as part of basic, we believe in stories. We believe that God has blessed each and every one of you with your own story and that he's been working in your life um, for your entire life and in very unique, unique ways. So I'm just gonna stand up here for five-ish minutes or so and talk about the work that God has been doing in my life and hopefully maybe something will resonate with you and you can begin to process what your own story will look like. Um, so about three weeks before my second birthday, my biological mom, Lisa, passed away from ovarian cancer. Um, my dad turned to alcohol and he never truly turned back. Um, a few like years later, I was about four, um, my dad remarried the most amazing woman that I still get to call my mom today. And her older sons from a previous marriage became my loving and just most supportive older brothers. And I became their super adorable and even more annoying little sister. Um, but when I was growing up, I realized that my parents fought way more than any of my friends' parents did. And I know both of my parents drank alcohol, but my dad definitely took it too far more times than he didn't. Um, they eventually got divorced, and I went to go live with my dad and only talked to my mom late at night on the phone after my dad had gone to sleep to avoid upsetting my dad even further. Um, and then he got this new girlfriend, and I was kind of excited because he stopped taking out his emotional anger on me, but it seemed like he loved her more than he loved me, and that hurt a lot. Um, and I just remember thinking, like, what, what's going on? I don't understand. Um, and his emotional abuse and his decisions and battle with alcoholism and depression just continued to push me farther and farther away from him. Um, it resulted in me actually getting a no-contact order against him for a couple of years. And I went to go back to live with my mom, which was the only place in the entire world that I really wanted to be. Um, that no contact order also started like weekly visits from family services and Department of Human Services and lots of counseling sessions and meeting with social workers and um, eventually all of those stopped and that commotion ceased and it seemed like life finally was like getting back to normal. Um, then came December of my junior year of high school. I came home on a Wednesday night from a church small group and I walked I will never forget this. I walked into my kitchen, and my mom had this look on her face, and I was like, oh, no. And she said, Amber, your dad killed himself last night. My entire world stopped. Now, I hadn't seen my dad or talked to him in two, three years, but he was still my dad. He was still the guy that taught me how to hit a baseball, softball, and ride a bike. Like, you know, he was still my dad in the pain and loss of knowing that that relationship could never be fully restored just shook me to my core. But the next day, I got up and I went to school and I acted as if nothing had happened the night before. I was determined to not be the kid with a super messed up and broken home life. 
I was determined to fit in. I, wasn't deter I was determined for other people to not know what was going on in my life back home. But senior year, I started going to a high school ministry called Big House. Um, it's kind of similar to basic, but it's for high school students, it's awesome. And I just fell in love with like the teachings and the music. It was unlike anything I'd experienced. And I actually, that like spring break of my senior year, I went on a mission trip to God's Mountain, Missouri. It's nothing special, but it changed my life. And I will never forget sitting in the back of a 15 passenger van on the way home, surrendering my life to Jesus. Throughout my college career, I was a part of BASIC, and that community just continued to change my life and my perspective on God's love for me. I met my best friends that make me smile the biggest and laugh the loudest. And I realized that God created us to live in community because when we join together, God knows the impact that the Spirit has on us. And God like, gave me people that radiate Jesus' light and they just make me feel so loved and so known, even when I don't like, feel like I can feel God, I can feel his love through them. And they, it, they just remind me that God loves me more than I could ever, ever imagine. And God wants to provide those people for you too. During my time at BASIC, I also healed in my very broken relationship with my father. And I learned to forgive myself forever, thinking that his death could be my fault. I realized that I no longer see my story as one of pain and suffering, but one of joy, of God's great radical love for his children. Because my story isn't just my story, it's God's story too. Now, this doesn't mean that I didn't experience like excruciating, heartbreaking pain throughout my life, but it just means that Jesus and time healed those very broken and raw wounds. In chapter four of Ephesians, Paul writes this prayer that I think kind of encapsulates what it is that I'm talking about tonight. So it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Oh, <laughs> and I pray that being rooted and established in love, you can have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine." By the time I was 17 years old, I lost the two people in my life that are supposed to provide love and provision. And I struggled, struggled to find the love that Paul writes about in this passage and to feel known in every one of my relationships. Now I realize that I'm standing up here and I'm telling my story, but I may not know all of you that are sitting here in these seats and I don't know all of your stories but I can bet that at some point in your life you've wanted to feel known and loved too. I don't know if you guys have heard the song Good Grace um, by Hillsong United, but it has been replaying in my mind for since it came out. Um, and this, there's a line in there that reads, God is madly in love with you. I'm going to read that again because I think it's important. God is madly in love with you. See, God provides us with this take your breath away, constant 
overflowing love that only he can provide. And his goal is to reflect that love in a personal and intimate relationship with you. And he will do whatever it takes to make you realize how madly in love with you that he is. But sometimes these heart changes don't always feel big or look big. Sometimes God shows up in the small things, like when you're painting your college house or the porch and one of your friends opens a paint can and you start crying because you feel this overwhelming sensation of your dad being there with you because you know that he would have loved to have met your best friends and to help you with this stupid, annoying project. Um, but for years, I could not wrap my mind around why bad things would happen to good people. For years, I couldn't wrap my mind around why God would allow moms to have cancer or dads to fight alcoholism and depression. For years, I was angry and I was hurt. For years, I didn't want to understand who Jesus was or what he had done for me. And I didn't want to understand so many of the heartbreaks that I had faced in my life. But luckily, God placed people and events in my life that began to change my heart little by little. So that way I could feel how madly in love with me he was. And God sees and knows your hearts too. He doesn't just want you on your best days. He wants you on your worst days too. God knows pain and suffering but he also knows joy and love and excitement. And living your life loving him and being loved by him doesn't always make the overwhelming waves of the pain that this earth can give you, doesn't make those go away, but it will give you the hope, the peace, and the comfort you need to learn to float.